This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode 20. We made it. The big 2-0. The big 2-0, 20 years old. Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here once again. We are really enjoying this process actually. and We, we talked, sure are. Yeah, we talked last week about, or the last episode about summer. Like I feel quite summery and it's just a great time. You're going away this weekend, aren't you? I am going, yes, I am going away this weekend with my boys. So thanks for bringing that up. What are you doing on the weekend? I think I might go away as well. Oh, good idea. You'll go away with your boys. Mine yep. will probably be a dirty weekend. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> Sounds I good. I wish. I'm so lonely. No, <laughs> I'm not lonely. Um, yeah, but holidays cool. are always good. Long holidays weekend for us. Long weekends are good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope wherever you are that you're um, free, that you're breaking through of the uh, the COVID shell that we've all been in and it's starting to yeah. loosen and you're feeling like there's a bit more freedom coming. Yeah, that would be our wish for ourselves and everyone else is that. And the wish for summer. And the wish for summer. In the southern hemi. Yeah, because we've got some uh, festivals and all that oh, summer yeah. stu- sort of stuff about to happen. So, I heard yeah. you're hosting Christmas this year. I'm hosting Christmas family. at my house, yes. Cool. You can come over. Make sure you get a theme for the food. That's a real <laughs> pe- <laughs> That was your perfectionism. Pet peeve of mine. Yeah. When the food isn't coordinated correctly. Yeah, it must be Christmas food. Correct. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to see burgers. I don't I was want to doing, see pizza. I was, doing, I was doing a midwinter Christmas at home, which actually got canned in the end. Um, and and, and yeah, that's right. And then um, we were having burgers and stuff, and oh. and oh, um, Indian. We we're having butter chicken. Oh, and you were Merry like, Christmas, guys! You this, feel the Christmas spirit? Yeah. <laughs> Do not have butter chicken oh. at your midwinter Christmas if Look, you're inviting. Me, Nathan. Call me old fashioned, which many people don't. No, um, just <laughs> old. <laughs> Fashionable, normally. <laughs> uh, I, I like. Uh, I want to see um, a couple of varieties of roasted. Yeah, meat products. Yeah, I want to see vegetables. potatoes. Yeah, potatoes, uh, kumara or sweet potatoes are maybe known in your Love country. Me some kumara, mm-hmm. love it. Uh, yeah, oh, minted peas. Yeah, I like a minted pea. Yeah, I like a minted pea. Do you reckon Aaron, anyone's actually interested in was, hearing about our Christmas I am. meal? Yeah, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> what are you having for Christmas? Yeah, there you yeah. go. It might be having pizza. At which point I will judge you as well. Yeah. <laughs> you can have pizza, just don't tell Nathan. Yeah, just don't tell me. I tell you what's weird. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, you might find it weird that we're eating a big uh, Christmas roast dinner mm. in the middle of summer. Mm. It may be 35 degrees outside. People are out playing in the yard, and that's Christmas for us yeah. down in the Southern Hemi. Yeah, and we spray snow on our windows. <laughs> we do. Isn't that funny? We're so yeah. influenced by America <laughs> that we like try to pretend it's winter. Yeah, I put all my Christmas lights up, and it's not dark till 10 p.m., it sucks. <laughs> That's so it's, true. It really sucks. It's so I've true. I've taken to putting some lights up in winter, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't make any sense at all, but I, I don't care. Yeah, like who's that guy with me. the Santa Claus on his front Yeah, wall. with the reindeer in the, <laughs> in the sleigh. Weirdo. Yeah. Um, the other, but I've got, over the last sort of five or ten years, I've started putting summer, we're, down here in the southern hemisphere, we've got summer ornaments for our Christmas tree. Christmas decorations. So oh, I've got yeah. a wee barbecue and oh, some jandals yeah. and like a t-shirt and yeah, a beach like Santa theme. Claus and, yeah. and, and jandals, yeah. And shorts. Shorts, I yeah. know one. So sorry about that, Northern, Northern Hemisphere, but we're moving away. We're making it our yeah, own. Yeah, we're going to make it our own. We're going to mm. claim it. Mm. Yeah. But we won't go so far as to have curries. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> not. family Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can have whatever we want, but it's yeah. funny to laugh about it. So... Uh, 
Yeah, this week we've had a bit of a theme the last few episodes where we've talked about something called nice guy syndrome or uh, people pleasing, people pleasing, good or girl, being a good girl, being a yeah, being the good girl, yeah. and we've you know we talk a lot about masculine feminine relating. And with clarity, yeah. But we posted a poll in the Art of Transformation Facebook group, mm. and one of the most popular answers was how to overcome, how, how to, to give up, how to nice guy, people pleasing, good girl behaviors. behaviors. Yeah, yeah. And so we thought we might dive into that a little bit more today, just to give you some mm. some strategies if you are looking to transform that way of being. Mm. I'm a recovering nice guy. Yeah, just so you know, I'm a recovering nice guy too. Yeah, you know, I still get get trapped in it. People pleasing, it's because that's what it is, basically. Overall, both sexes. Yeah. Um, but we have different names for it. But the people pleasing is a way to get our needs met in a covert way without coming out and actually saying, this is what we want. Without getting uncomfortable. Without so getting like uncomfortable. Without because, creating any uncomfortable situations. Yeah, or the fear of rejection or uh, even asking it wrongly or who are you to ask in exactly. the first place. But actually what I love about this is that we all have the right and we're all worthy enough to actually get our needs met if we ask for them and give someone the opportunity to just say no. Yeah. yeah. Right? But we're so – we don't – these are systems that are – I've talked about it before. Yeah. They, they come from childhood. Yep. And they're in place for so long that we don't even know we do it. No. We don't – we just think this is the way we are. Yep. And so I just thought I was a nice guy. <laughs> Funny, yeah. <laughs> you you said something nice really interesting guy. a while ago, and I, I really agree wife with it. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I've heard this from a couple of my clients who've um, transformed their nice guy behavior, is that they often were really friendly. They were they were nice guys, yep. friendly nice guys, and then they transformed it and started speaking their truth, uh, but still looked really confident and happy and nice on the outside. Right. And so a lot of people couldn't really tell the difference, but oh, inside 100%. of them, mm. completely yeah. transformed, yeah. completely changed. Yeah. So uh, one thing, there's a book that a lot of this is based on called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And I know a lot of nice guys, ironically, resist the title because they're like, oh, no yeah. more. What, you mean I have to be a asshole? Yeah. You mean I have to be a real prick now? One of those bad boys. Exactly. And that's where we often operate in the, the realm of opposites, where we go, if I can't be a nice guy, I have to be a prick. Yeah. Which it's particularly triggering for women. It can be triggering for women as well, because, oh, yeah. you know, they're like, well, what kind of jerk are you going to be then? So, yeah. Well, I guess, and for them, what I thought you were going to say is triggering for them having to give up good girl behavior. Do they, are they going to get caught a bitch all the time? Right. If they're not being the good girl, are they going to be less agreeable? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think that's mm. often the case, but my point was that giving up nice guy behavior actually means, doesn't mean being an asshole. It actually means being really honest and authentic yeah, and authentic. clear yeah. about what your needs are, mm. not hiding behind being a fake, friendly, pleasant mm. person, yeah, and which look, is inauthentic. Yeah, this exists everywhere, right? The mask. We've all got them, you know, most people have got a mask that we that protects us. So we don't have to be vulnerable. We don't have to say exactly how we're feeling, exactly what we think in case someone disagrees with it and it creates more of that uncomfortableness. And as you say, coming from childhood, at some point in an early age, someone's disagreed or shamed us or made us feel guilty for our thoughts or our feelings or our emotions. So we lock them away. Nothing to see here. Nice face. It's all smiling. Yeah, We never want to feel that pain again. Never want to that feel that pain again. That humiliation, that shame. 
And the way to do it is you never upset anybody. You don't ever be a problem for anyone. But it you builds. Always fit mm. in, always make sure you yeah. never. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. You never rock the boat. You're but, the one that always says yes. But it turns out that's where resentment comes from. Oh, boy. Boy. And that's why. You have to understand that the first thing to to combat this is to understand that nice girls and nice guys are not nice. They're doing everything to protect themselves. They don't give a fuck about being nice to you. (laughs) And I'm sorry to be that clear about it, but this is how harsh you have to be on this syndrome. It's actually quite disgusting behavior. It is quite disgusting behavior. It's all designed to keep you safe. People think, oh, that person's so nice. No, they're not nice. They don't actually give a shit about you. Their whole focus is on keeping them safe and comfortable. But they make you feel like they're safe. Yep. They make you feel like they're not judging you. They make you feel like everything's okay and everything's fine. I think a lot of people can sense the inauthenticity, though. Yeah. They might... Think about you when you think about somebody that's overly nice um, mm. that's just never got a problem and is always never, you kind of sense the fakeness about it. You mm. sense like this is guys not real. This is mm. something's not right here. Yeah. And woman can pick up on it straight away. Big for time. guys. Very intuitive. Yeah. Because it's, oh man, it's so disgusting. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it is embarrassing it's, to talk about. It is embarrassing. And it is like, but we want to, um, in this community, we want to be able to voice embarrassing yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and give you a chance to maybe speak some truth and become aware of it in yourself. Yeah, that's right. And the embarrassing thing for me is it's not gone. Yes. Like, um, as you know, I'm doing this polarity course at the moment, which is amazing, and it's really um, because it's being authentic and actually leading and um, being on purpose and passion and leading with your truth is kind of the opposite of nice guy behavior. And so I'm and noticing. It's gonna, there's lots of discomfort. <laughs> It's lot, not a yeah. recipe for no discomfort. Yeah. Well, being a nice guy and just agree, being agreeable and going along with stuff, getting your way sort of manipulatively, covertly, that's comfortable. That's kind of what we're used to. And that's also embarrassing is that I did that. I just didn't know. Mm. So caveat here is that I'm sorry and I did not know. But it's so ingrained. Uh, so it's coming. It's showing up in ways that I need to be in new relationship or uh, in business and stuff like that. Is like actually just being really clear, and I can notice it. In fact, as a recovering nice guy, the thing I notice the most is when people are like, "Oh, you're so clear!" Like, "Oh, you, you're not going to be wavered on that." People or, respond to that. Yeah, they they do actually. So there is a there is a good outcome. It, to me, that distinction you just mentioned is the difference between being liked and being respected. Yeah, nice. They're very yeah. separate, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because we, as nice guys, we actually respect people who have their opinion. <laughs> so it's we kind actually of a, admire them. We, we admire them. Jealous of them. Yeah, that's right. So even though we can't do it, like how can they share so clearly? Like, aren't they scared of what people think of them? Yeah. Boy, that's a biggie, isn't it? And I don't think it shows up as that. I don't think a nice guy can actually – so if I look at myself five years ago, seven years ago, I don't think I could see that I was doing anything wrong. So it's a real blind spot. It's not like well, I'm getting bad results. It's almost like it makes sense. We think, you know, we, we believe, some mm. part of us believes that being a nice, friendly chap yeah. is uh, <laughs> is the best thing you can be, is that that's the way to go. Well, we that's how we're brought up. Boat. That's how we're brought up. Don't be um, awkward. Don't be uncom- Don't make other people yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's my one. 
Right. Is like, don't create awkward situations. And so, oh man, I just, this just came to yeah, me. Like, go. Uh, being gay, if I'm in a situation where I'm with a bunch of people that I don't know that well and someone starts talking about homos or <laughs> making fun of people for being gay or, I'm like, oh, God, if I told them I'm gay, imagine how awful that guy's going to feel now. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to create an awkward, uncomfortable situation here for everyone. Yeah, wow. So I just hide my – and I'm feeling really embarrassed that this conversation's happening. I feel kind of sad, shame. Hurt. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, rejected. Mm. Well, I want to shrivel up and die in those mm. moments. It happens all the time, I'm sorry to say. It happens all the time still. Wow. And so I'm in that moment, I'm choosing to shrivel up and die rather hmm. than create discomfort, an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that's because like there'll be conversation classic. if you do bring it up. You know, that's going to like, it's going to create something yeah. that you're going to have to manage or speak to or start to share, you know. Well, this situation, remember I told you guys on the podcast a few well, probably 10 episodes ago now, but I was saying... Now that we're at 20. Oh, now that we're at 20. Yeah. Uh, remember, remember 10 episodes ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, experience. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't either. Uh, um, 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 what was I talking about? Yeah, so, oh, I had it at Squash. Guy started um, talking about oh, how much yeah. a faggot this guy was, and you're a fucking faggot. And I was like, oh, jeez. That's harsh. That's, that's old school speak, too. Oh, right? it's around more than you think, sadly. Wow. Often not um, meant homophobically or really nasty. Oh, he wasn't talking to you. He wasn't talking to me. Oh, no. I got it. And yeah. he didn't know I was gay. So this is the yep. exact scenario I'm talking about. Yep. But I messaged him afterwards. Didn't have the courage to do it at the time. Mm. Same thing. Being mm. a nice guy. Didn't mm. want to rock the boat. Messaged him afterwards. This is me breaking the nice guy behavior. I yeah. could have just let it go. Yeah. And gone, oh, it's fine. He probably didn't mean it. Builds you know. a resentment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to rock the boat. Mm. We're friends. But I messaged him and just shared how I felt and what my needs were. And how I felt was uh, that word's very painful for me. It um, yeah. it doesn't offend me. It just creates a situation where I'm reminded how high school was and how unacceptable it was to how be gay when I was younger. Are. Yeah. And my needs are that when I play squash, that's a real sanctuary for me. That's a, a sport I love. Mm. I love the community. I love being there. Mm. And so I don't want to feel uncomfortable, unsafe among my friends when I'm playing squash. Yeah. So my request is that you don't use that kind of language around me. Well done. Yeah. It's amazing. He could have said, no, I want to keep, I want to say faggot whenever the fuck I want. Yeah. And that would have led to a different conversation. Mm. So this doesn't, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that, I'm, I'm not trying to bend the world to please me. No. What I'm practicing is speaking my truth yeah. in a really clear way, mm. sharing how I feel, and then I can make choices around that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's one example for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Jason and Nathan. Yeah, so how do people give up or move past these behaviours? That was the question in the poll. Which totally. Was, and we, was a great question. We, you and I always talk about the first step of transformation is... Awareness. So bringing awareness to your own pattern. Yeah. And so... You won't bring awareness to being nice. What you can bring awareness to is where am I holding back? Yeah, where I'm am trying I being to avoid stopped? being uncomfortable, yeah. making people uncomfortable, choosing to be small and uh, but pleasant, yep, rather than clear and speaking my truth. Yeah, 
because you know if you bring awareness to this this is when and this is exactly what happened to me and i talked about this on the podcast lord knows what episode because we're at 20 <laughs> so powerful um i've talked about this before but it was facebook it was in the facebook world that i that it first started showing up for me where i was like i'd never commented i didn't you know like the weight of what i was going to say or do felt too heavy and there's a lot of voyeurs on facebook who won't comment or they'll just Same be thing, right? overtly commenting because that's also safe if you're in a certain vein and you just channel just keep banging away at that drum then that's fine so i know so with the awareness for me i noticed that i would write comments and then i'd delete them and it was like whoa what is going on here and it was like i was worried that i would look bad or i'd say something wrong or i'd get it wrong i'd make a mistake and so I trained myself to hover over the, the post button, that little um, dart sign. And, um, yeah, just started speaking and just eked my way out, just starting to be more of myself, checking in, what did I really think, what did I feel. And, look, this is absolutely ridiculous, right, because it could have been just saying congratulations to someone. And I'd be like, are these the right friends? Am I butting in? Should I, how do I say congratulations? Do I say congratulations, guys? Do I, you know, like the Have mind. Have you guys ever felt that? Have you ever like felt like you're nervous to post something? Man, the mind would go berserk about what this little thing was. I can barely remember back to it. And then just getting more and more comfortable with that. And that was, that kind of grew me in that respect because I was actually being authentic and genuine and I stopped worrying about what I was going to do. But then I started doing it in real life, face-to-face. I'd notice when I was stopped. And it is, awareness is the greatest agent for change, as Eckhart Tolle would say. And I would go, wow, I'm standing here, I'm wanting to say something, but I actually don't have the courage. I actually, I don't want to say it. Yeah. And I, so when you notice, or when I noticed that I was stopped, and then I started speaking, and boy, I made some mistakes. I felt uncomfortable. Let me just pause it there because that's such great awareness. And again, to give you guys permission to go, awareness is the number one thing. Yeah. Not overcoming it. No. So just be with the awareness. Forcing yourself to be, forcing yourself through it. But just, I love that when you said, man, I'm noticing how I want to say this thing and this is my truth and I'm muted. Yeah. That is so powerful, just having that realization. Yeah. And if you just be with that, which is what I did, I didn't try and do anything with it i just noticed it and then um i think what happened next is like safer ones came along and so i practiced on them (laughs) and i wouldn't do the big ones and ironically i noticed even with my family i would have to start saying things i would because i would be stopped i would have that same awareness and be like and it's kind of like um family's a good one too because there's so many childhood yeah. rules about what you can and can't stories say. and we're in we're enmeshed in our upbringing and our yeah. stories and who's done done what and how it's all how we've all interacted but i'd be like stick my it's almost like i'd stick my backpack on and go in i felt like a parachuter i'd be like far out i'm going in i'm gonna just Good say soldier. this thing and it's still it's just um to let you know it's not i'm gonna stick speak my truth i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks it's not that it's so not that because if you want to speak your truth and it's not vulnerable then you probably you're probably operating out of operating out of ego or some way of getting an outcome or you're attached to something or you what you've got to get something off your mind or something like that it's so not that and i've heard that a lot in the past where you know i speak my truth and nobody you know they hate it and they don't like it 
the the check in is check how you feel. If you feel vulnerable and you feel like, oh, I really don't want to say this, that's your chance to go in. That's your signal. When you're stopped because you're scared, you have a fear, you don't want to get it wrong, you're worried, you might say the wrong thing, you don't know how they're going to take it, all that sort of stuff, that's your signal to go in. That To answer the question on that poll, that's how you start changing these behaviours. But if you just want to get something off your chest or you just want to tell people what you think of them or you just want to, that's not it. It's also irresponsible. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, lots of nuance. I mean, this is these are the practices you're talking about now of, yeah. of how to overcome it. Well, and that's what I did. It doesn't mean it's the the perfect thing or the right thing to do no, for I love everyone. It. I love what you're saying. I, I love that it's like. It was scary, man. Yeah. And I'm yeah, a, I just want to slow I'm it down a, a little bit. So it's like having the awareness and realizing you can't speak your truth. That was the first thing. Yep. And noticing, oh, I've got a truth here and it feels really scary to say it. Mm. And um, mm. let me give you an example because it's sometimes we use big examples, but it's not necessarily big. A client, I do celebrations at the start of every coaching call with my clients. One of my client's biggest celebrations was he was working on breaking through nice guy behavior. He was at the supermarket and he asked the butcher for two steaks, the, mm. the delicatessen, the butchery. Mm. And the guy, he pointed out the steaks and the guy grabbed two different ones. Yep. That, and they weren't the ones, the ones he wanted. He pointed, yeah. And my, my client saw it and he was like, oh, he's grabbing the wrong steaks. Like, I don't, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> you can speak feel it, up. Right? Yeah, you can but he was like, it. I don't want to. I don't want him to feel bad. I don't want yeah. him to make a scene. I don't want to look picky. Yeah. I don't, you know. That's a big one. So the guy wrapped it all up, put the price on, said, yeah. thanks, mate. Have a good day. Went, yep, thanks, mate. Looks good. I'll, yeah, I'll enjoy those. Yeah. And he was walking off and he got about two or three steps and he realized he was in a um, nice guy moment. Yeah. And he turned around. Good. And he went back to the butcher and said, hey, sorry, you actually grabbed the, you the didn't wrong quite steps. grab the right steps. Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, no worries, mate. Sorry. Which ones did you want? Yeah. yeah. Which is beautiful, but he example. that was a ginormous celebration for him yeah. because it's the first time he realized he was in that behavior and he turned around, confronted it. Yeah. And that might sound you might relate to that massively, or you might think, God, oh, what a ridiculous thing that I would never have that problem. Yeah, I definitely had that problem. <laughs> I can relate to that one. Tell still. us your coffee story. What was that? Oh, that's yeah. good. Thank you for reminding me. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder.com forward slash coffee story uh i love coffee yeah and love my me too my, love my flat white and i made it <laughs> this is really big for me and you guys are gonna laugh at me but i made a yes, we are. a choice that i'm going to use my coffee order to practice overcoming my nice guy behavior yeah nice because what happens th- these are the scenarios that you might recognize you order a small coffee and then they bring out a large one. Yeah. And it's just like, for me, that's like you're drinking this bowl of milk soup, you know, Mm. with a tiny little bit of coffee in, Mm. or they'll bring out a cappuccino instead of a flat white. Or you ask for oat milk and they give you almond milk. Yeah. Or it just, or it's just a bad coffee. Sound like a fussy bugger when it's your coffee. I know, but that's, that's what a nice guy would say. Yeah. You know, a nice guy would go, Oh, I'm being fussy. Oh, don't be fussy. 
You don't want to be seen as fussy. Yeah, it's don't such upset a, the not, apple cart. Yeah. It's such a nice guy response. Mm. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to create a scene. We don't want to make mm. anyone's life harder. All to our detriment. We yep. never get our needs met. Yep. We make sure everybody else is happy and comfortable, and the boat's never rocked. Meanwhile, we're shriveling up inside, resentful, pissed off, wondering why, why life doesn't work, wondering mm. why nobody respects us and takes us seriously, and drinking a bucket of milk, and drinking a ginormous bucket of blue. <laughs> Milk for breakfast. a little bit of coffee in it, with <laughs> a drop of coffee. Yeah, so I made that my Boy, practice. This is true, I made that my practice that whenever mm. I got a coffee that wasn't what I ordered, or what, genius, what, what, I always took it back. Yeah, and I watched you, you know, and you were uncomfortable. You a couple of times, times you said to me, I sit there like yep. for five minutes, going, oh, yep, I don't want this coffee. This is not right. Yep. I don't, and yep. you were like, oh, this, and it was really interesting because you were like, oh, I made this practice. <laughs> No. Right. I, now I know I have to go do it. I know. I have to take the so coffee back. silly. I'm yeah. embarrassed to talk about it. Yeah, but it's, it's genius. Do you know the mate? one that happens more often, and it adds another element, is a friend will go, oh, what are you having? I'll get the coffee. Yeah. And they'll order the wrong one. So now I've got a double <sighs> hit. double down. I've got a double. Yeah. Uh, the barista's got I've it got wrong. A Your shot. friend's got it wrong. I've got a double shot espresso I've got to deal with here. Um, and so now I've got to say to my friend, oh, what did you order? And they said, oh, you're a latte, aren't you? And I say, no, I'm a flat white. And don't I'll you go, know me? Yeah, don't you know me? First of all, <laughs> yeah. if you knew me. You'd be. If, if you're you a friend, you'd know me. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. I'm an FWF right here. Yeah, FYI, I only just started remembering your coffees. And I'm your brother. <laughs> yeah. So all your friends are off the hook. Yeah. Respect. It's because <laughs> you respect me now. Um, <laughs> so I have to tell my friend, oh, I'm going to take this back. So now I'm losing about five minutes of this oh, catch yeah. up with my friend. I've got to take it back, make a bit of an awkward scene with the barista. I'm weird that they'll be annoyed. I've got to watch them pour the old coffee down the sink. Yeah. That feels like wastage. That's scowling. Yeah. Yep. So all of that is confronting the discomfort of me. Do it. To just be nice. Do it. Do it. Find your own examples of this and freaking try it. Feel the uncomfortableness. Yes. Love yeah. it. Yeah. you got to you got to lean into it. Because... Here's, here, we talk about creating a new possibility, right? Mm. And when you're being a nice guy or a good girl, certain things just aren't available to you in life. Yep, 100%. What, what would they be for you? I can tell you for me that it would be like, you, you, you mentioned one, there's this buildup of resentment mm. that comes mm. from not having your needs met. Lack of respect, people treating you like shit, never really respecting you. Yeah. Um, a, a huge one is never feeling understood like i hear it so often god yeah. just nobody gets me my yeah. family doesn't get me i'm, I'm so misunderstood or um, you know I, I think loneliness tremendous loneliness can come from nice guy good girl syndrome because you're not actually showing anyone the real you you're not Who actually you yeah. clearly showing what's important to you yeah oh that's gold yeah what is it for you like what what um, wasn't possible do you think well, right off the bat success and that can oh. mean a lot for people um, for me, it's entwined with respect, and it wasn't something that I thought I needed. So I haven't been running around trying to get respect. I've always wanted success, even though probably haven't it hasn't been defined for me. It's come from the old ways of like making lots of money or having good things or toys or whatever. But success now, <laughs> and this is what I got, along with the respect, is like far out. I'm doing something decent in the world. I'm speaking my truth. And that's flowed into success because people have started to know me, exactly what you're talking mm. about. I was definitely 
one of those people that thought nobody understands me, nobody gets me, but it's because all them, it's all my little sphere of my head. It's all inside, and so uh, it's boy. There's a lot of lot of topics that that touches on connection, respect, responsibility, responsibility for being understood, which we talked about last episode. Yeah, you know, it's massive, and for me, freedom, mm. like. Man, I've looked under every nook and cranny and rock and cupboard for freedom. Mm. And I thought freedom was just doing what the hell I wanted. But actually true freedom is knowing who the hell I am and being okay with that and being okay whether other people are okay or not with it. It actually doesn't matter. That's actually what to me feels like true freedom. I just felt there freedom for me is like when your thoughts, words and actions are all Aligned. aligned. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Riz, like, for the nice guy, they're thinking something, they oh. say something else, and then they act in a completely different way. It's yep. all misaligned. Yep. And it's all managed. <laughs> it's all managed. managed. plate spinning. What am I doing? That's what did I say? That's the freedom, too, because it's oh, like so, so often good. in the nice guy scenario or the good girl scenario, you're in your mind going, what do I say here? What's the right thing to say? What do I, what do I, what do I do to get, yeah. How do I, what do I say here that's going to get the other person, manipulate the other person to do a certain thing for me? And it's that's so yeah. managed. So true. Yeah. And that's not even how it occurs. It's all happening subconsciously and by on autopilot. Yeah. But it's tiring. And yeah. it's particularly for the feminine, it's exhausting. Oh my gosh. Right? When they're trying to pe- people please and keep everyone happy yeah. to their own detriment, that is heavy. Oof. One thing I've learned in this course that I'm doing is how heavy the woman find that. So freedom, boom. This um, other one is, in terms of a practice, because we're talking about how, how to overcome these behaviours, uh, a lot of nice guys and good girls actually have no idea what their needs are mm. because it's been so buried under this pathetic mm. behaviour of trying to please everyone and, you know. Yeah, because the basic need of not being left out or yeah. feeling alone or the fear or sadness, that's the, basically the one that they're operating with, yeah. which isn't, you know, once you move past that, there's all these other needs underneath. Oh, man, and I I hear a lot of people in a dating context, they'll talk about, oh, I don't want to be needy. And so they go way out the other side, which means I don't have any needs. I'm going to pretend I have no needs, mm. which is when we start having to create these weird manipulations because we do have needs. Yep. I have needs like um, I need to be loved. I need someone to listen to me and, mm. and be understood. I need to be held sometimes. Um, I I need, you know, one of my love languages is acts of service. You know, I, I really mm. need someone to do something for me to show they care for me. Yeah. And, <laughs> boy, I've just learned to ask for that stuff. You yeah. know, um, so I, I might say to someone, I, I said it the other day, I think I gave this example on the, on the podcast of going, um, oh, I really need to share something and I need you to just listen. Yeah. I don't actually need advice or yeah, I don't need this problem solved. What I really need is just a space to get this off my chest. Mm, nice. Yeah. For yeah. example, right. That's yeah. going, I know what the need is. I know I just need to voice this out and then asking for that need to be met mm, mm. like you say you could say no yeah and i've said that someone asked me the other day they said hey i need to have a vent about something i said oh i'm really sorry i don't have space to to hold that right now kind of yeah. dealing with some stuff yeah nice yeah and, and a basic need could be time alone i know that's one of mine i don't want to be like just 
um, super entwined. Mm. But a need of mine is to have my own time and to do my own things. It's, you know, um, I probably was codependent though, because that's entering into that realm. Yeah. Hashtag another But would that be, is the nice guy part of you when you've been in relationships, is it scared to ask for time alone? Yeah. Um, not just to ask for it, but also try, try and have it because I might be missing out on something or I might lose something. So if I'm away too much, maybe the love's going to stop or I'm going to miss out on something or I'm, I'm upsetting that other yeah, person. Yeah, I can feel there's like another need in there yeah. to feel sort of reassured. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really icky for me. I've noticed just at the end of this episode anyway, I've noticed that, and this just came to me in the last couple of days, is that my need to be, to have affection and to kind of be held is not actually what I need, but it's my lack of emotional support and caring through my childhood mm. that's actually created that need that through now becoming more in my healthy masculine and being able to lead and get my needs met, I'm actually noticing that has been a completely false need of mine. It's yet to be proven and it's only just come to me. I would say but that's, uh, yeah. yeah, great great awareness yeah I, I would say it's probably not a false need i would say that's still a need but it's probably more like an inner child need that you need to do myself exactly that's where this has come from yeah because you and i've been talking a lot about inner child work recently yeah, let's talk about that on the next episode yeah absolutely yeah, we can dive into that because that's it's all related i don't know if you guys are noticing yeah. with these episodes they mm. all keep crossing over don't they yep responsibility awareness transformation well this is life this is the journey this is what we're on being on the ride yeah. Cool. Did we have a question for today? I don't think we did. Uh, we just had a statement that I wanted to read. Uh, Kavishta commented in the oh, um, in yep. the group, we love getting comments. We love seeing you guys Yeah, interact. thank you. I feel like a broken record saying that every week, but it's because it's true. Yeah, we're just all out here in the ether, on the internet, by ourselves. I have a need for you to ask questions <laughs> in the group, and I'd like you to meet that need. And you, you can want. say no if you want to. Exactly, and if it feels good, do it. Uh, so Kavishta just uh, made the comment, for as long as I can remember, failure has equaled not being good enough, not feeling worthy, feeling incompetent, feeling shame. And when she's got her blinkers on and she's in the spotlight of shame, she loses perspective on everything else. The shame feels like the shame overtakes her mm. and it robs me of joy. I've recently become aware of how that impacts my behavior in relationships. Mm. Man, and this is like shout out of the week. Yeah. And it's like award for awareness. Yeah. Like congratulations for having awareness yeah. of going, oh. I can you know, see it. Yeah, I can see it. I can see how failure triggers shame in me. And then that mm. impacts, she hasn't sort of talked about how it impacts her relationships and behavior, but she's in the inquiry, you know, and that's, Kavishta is 80% down the path now just by having that awareness and putting that spotlight on of creating transformation in that area. Yeah, like, well that's done. fantastic. Well done. That is bloody brilliant. Yeah. And uh, also like most people, anyone I've worked with as well, we have all got the people pleasing. Um, yeah. Anyone I've coached. Or, oh, man. It's, it's just, it's a spectrum. It's rife. <laughs> it's just what level you're on. Come on, people. Yeah. We're going to transform this. Yeah, we're going to break through it together. Yep. Guys, we love you. Thank you. We love being on this journey with you. Yep. And thanks for all your feedback. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show. We're stoked that we made it to 20. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 